Hi there, lovely lady. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. I'm so glad you're here. This is a podcast for the busy mom who wants to find some extra joy in her day. In eight minutes or less, I will share my own words of encouragement for you and some God-inspired words of wisdom. When I have fabulous guests to share with you, you'll hear an inspiring interview in 20 minutes or less. I like to keep it short and sweet, actionable and encouraging. Let's get started. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. This is episode 18, and we are continuing our author series in the month of January 2020. Today, I'm chatting with Jess Carey. She wrote the book, Chart a Course, Taking a Journey with God at the Helm. I love her message for you, friends. She is super inspiring about letting God lead us letting God chart our course, letting God take us on the journey of life, letting him be the one in charge, which I know is really a hard message for me to hear. I love to be in charge. I am a take charge woman. And it doesn't mean we can't take charge, but it just means we need to remember who is really in control. And that's God. So I know you're going to love my conversation with Jess, and if you didn't win the book giveaway last week, you have another chance to win a book, and today you can click the link in the show notes to win a copy of Jess's book, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. I've been inspired by Jess, and I know you will be too. So enjoy part one. Welcome to the podcast, Jess. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? Good. I'm glad you're here. And um, everybody, this is Jess Carey. She has a really important message to share with you all today, um, letting God be in control and lead us. And you wrote the book, Chart a Course, Taking a Journey with God at the Helm. And I love the idea of letting God take over. Um, I need to hear that message as a total control freak <laughs> who is recovering <laughs> from that problem slowly day by day. Um, so can you start by briefly introducing yourself and your family? And I'd love to hear how you became an author and how you were inspired to write about um, really following God with this beautiful me- metaphor about the sea. Sure. Well, I live in Phoenix. Um, I've been married just over 13 years to my husband, Alex. He's awesome. And I have two kids, uh, 11 years old, or an 11 year old and a 10 year old, a girl and boy. And then we also have two pets, um, my beautiful golden doodle Pearl, who I think is the best dog in the world. I'm sure there'll be people that would say otherwise. <laughs> um, and then I also live with a bearded dragon that is my son's pet. And so I've had to get over my fear and repulsion of having live insects in my house. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's been a journey, but it, that's part of who I am is, is overcoming those fears. Uh, but about the, the metaphor, um, how did I become an author? So that I had always sort of loved to write, but I had never ventured into writing anything sort of a large project, you know, like a book. I'd done lots of short stories, lots of poems, that kind of thing, even monologues for different church events, but I'd never sat down and intentionally gone through a full book. And so the idea sort of came to me 
I, I attend this women's conference every year called Color, and the theme of the conference was called The Wind in Her Sails. And, you know, the theme was so romantic and like full of adventure and like, you know, going on this journey and all of that. So I see this big tall ship, you know, uh, sails full of wind and it's kind of like going up and down on the ocean. And I just felt this little like nudge, you know, in my spirit that said, you can have all the wind in your sails that you want, but if you don't chart a course, you'll never arrive at the destination I planned. And I was kind of like, what? What does that even mean? Like, I'm not a sailor. I'm not someone who spends like, I live in Phoenix, guys. I don't live in, you know, San Diego. <laughs> so I was kind of like, huh, this is really interesting. But I am a very curious person. And so immediately I was like, what does it mean to chart a course? And so I just started digging in to that term and what that was. And I started to uncover all of this really fascinating stuff about, you know, especially ancient sailors, you know, what the process was. They would take a map and then they would make these calculations and, you know, navigate themselves along the shoreline or across great, you know, expanses of the ocean. And then what were the tools that they needed to use when they didn't know where they were, or maybe they got shipwrecked somewhere, they had to sort of make a determination, where are they? And how can they get back on track? And so God sort of opened this awesome analogy about following him in the same way that ancient sailors would have uh, gone from one point to another. So that's how the book came about. And I just started digging in and then it was like, chapter by chapter and moment by moment, I was like, oh, wow, that happened to me too. And so, <laughs> so it was this sort of great discovery of, you know, God's creativity along the way. And then also mm -hmm. I recognized as I sort of came to the close of writing the book um, that my whole life, especially since I um, came back to know God, has been this awesome opportunity to navigate transition well and to seek him in the moments of uncertainty. And so I was able to weave in a lot of my story and a lot of the practical things that I do and the questions I ask myself as I'm going along. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that um, goes really well into my next question I had for you about, you know, just sharing your own personal experience with our listeners about how to chart a course with God specifically as you know the captain the person who's in charge instead of taking over because i think there's a tendency um just as strong women um to just really feel like we got this we're independent we can do this on our own but you know how do you in your life see that when you let god really take over and be the one to guide you um where where's the benefit there and what have you seen in your life Sure. I mean, before I started, you know, before I put God as the captain of my ship, um, I I was sort of a woman adrift. You know, I I believed fate or destiny would somehow lead to a fulfilling life. 
you know, and, and I was driven. I was a very ambitious young woman. And so I pursued my dreams. I, I wanted to be an actress in New York. Like, you know, I had dreams of Broadway and show tunes and all of the above. <laughs> and um, I just sort of, you know, even though I was very driven towards that goal, uh, the fulfillment that I was expecting as I achieved success in that area, it fell short. You know, it fell short of filling the void that was in my heart. And God always calls us into a dream that is beyond our abilities and that it is, it, it fills the deepest desires of our heart. Sometimes we don't even know, you know, what are those desires until we start journeying with God. Um, I, I expected of myself and even my family predicted this. They were like, you know, Jess is going to, she won't get married until she's, you know, well into her forties. And if she gets married, you know, she'll be like the wealthy hermit, like older woman. And I'm just kind of, you know, I accepted <laughs> that as like, oh yeah, that sounds good to me. You know, like, I'm like, that sounds like a dream life. And, um, but then as I started walking with God, he started uncovering so many other parts of my heart that I'd actually shut down and that I was like, I'd been, mm -hmm. I'd been hurt and broken in those areas. And so I just shut them down. I'm like, that's not a desire in my heart because it's broken. You know, it's like, that mm -hmm. doesn't function anymore. And yet, as I started dreaming, pursuing that relationship with God, he started breathing life on those broken places. So mm -hmm. it was pretty cool to see the uncovering of, I was like, wow, I actually do want to be married and I do want to have children. Um, but I didn't recognize that until God basically plonked my husband down in front of my face. <laughs> I was like, wow, he'll do. He's kind of nice. Okay. <laughs> I like that. That's yeah. really cool. Thanks for sharing that. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of the listeners, um, you lovely people out there, you can relate to this idea of having these ideas in your mind, being driven, you know, going down a course and kind of then realizing as you get down there, wait a minute, I'm not happy. I don't yeah. feel joyful. I feel actually empty, not filled up. You know, you're, you're feeling the opposite of all these things you think you'd feel. Um, and so maybe someone out there listening feels that way. They're not sure where to go, um, how to get back on track how could you encourage them today and give them maybe some practical tips? Yeah, sure. So um, if you could give them some practical tips to, um, yeah, to just let go of this control and let God be the captain, so to speak, you know, let God take charge and redirect their course. Yeah. I mean, that place of depletion or of a dream delayed can be really hard. You know, we can find ourselves in a place of exhaustion. So I know when I was, you know, striving for to accomplish a goal, uh, even though when I would have successes in that, it would fill me up. It was sort of this temporary thing. And then I would, you know, go back home and I'd kind of be like, wow, that was so momentary. You know, that, that moment of joy was fleeting. I could hardly hold on to it. And, mm -hmm. 
And so if you're in that moment, there is more for you. You know, God wants us, even in those moments, are like we may be experiencing anxiety or depression or sorrow or any of those emotions. And that's okay. Like we we have the spectrum of emotions. That's we're built like that. That's our humanity. But that's not where God wants us to stay. You know, we can have experience great joy amidst sorrow. And so here's a good example in my life recently. Um, we we lost my granddad a few weeks ago. And he mm-hmm. was a an incredible man of faith, like ha- has this beautiful legacy. Uh but his life was so marked by love and joy, even though he he lived through some really, you know, like, like the crucible of part of the coming out of the depression. Um, there was a time when his family lost everything in a fire. Uh, he has seven kids who have gone up and down and in and out in certain aspects. And, you know, so there has been this journey along his life. And yet when we went to celebrate his life, there was great sorrow because of the loss. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like almost in equal portions, there was this amazing and incredible joy. Now that is only available to us when we participate in the dreams God has for us. There's it's both. And we can navigate those moments of uncertainty and experience great contentment and joy. And how do I do that practically? You know, when I'm not feeling so joyful, how do I, Mm -hmm. how do I return to that? Um, And the last segment of my book is all about praise and it's about celebration. So it's about celebrating even when we don't feel like it. And I think that that's one of the hardest things for us to do you know, when we're feeling depressed and when we're feeling sorrowful, there have been times where I've turned on my worship music in the car. I've got tears streaming down my face. I'm angry or upset about something and my mouth will just feel bolted shut. You know, I don't want to sing the praise songs. I don't want to like open my mouth and give worship to God. And yet that is the change agent that softens my heart that brings perspective and that actually like opens my heart to experience joy again. So what I have started doing is when I get into that, those seasons or those spaces, it's like put on some worship music, like find your joy song that you're just like, no matter what, you can't help but smile and dance to that song. It could be an oldie. It could be something brand new, like, whatever it is that becomes sort of an anthem to your heart to bring joy. It's like, find those songs, you know, and if you need help, like go to Spotify, like download some playlists and just listen till something resonates with you. I love that tip. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Really appreciate that. (laughs) 
Okay, that's the end of part one. I am so excited that part two is available for you today. I want you to have both parts of the interview. So if you have some extra time today, you can click on over to episode 18.5. So I love what Jess says about praising and celebrating God. So blast that worship music, girl. Find your joy song and celebrate even when you don't feel like it. I've recently been working on this and that worship music definitely helps lift your mood and definitely brings joy. Okay. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And if you're listening to part two, go enjoy that. Bye for now.